Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Well, hello, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. You found the spot. You found the pleasure zone, and that's the sweet spot. And welcome to that, because you must be crazy, because you showed up. And for those of you who have listened to the last five years of my shows, you might have just went, what? What was that? What was that new beginning? There's a new beginning. Oh, my God. And what's those new titles? And she's got new titles? Yes, this is the first day of my first new music and my first new titles and my first new everything. And I'm a, on a new journey of new fun. And so I thought, why not have my mother on? Because it's all about birth of new self and things that you do to uh, actually have that show up, right? So that's uh, pretty much uh, the the gist of what's going on in that new New intro. Do you love it? Let me know what you think of my new intros. There's going to be some more things coming up in the commercials that you might be like, whoa, what's happening here on this show? Things are changing up. So I gave you a little uh, insight into the fact that my mama is going to be my guest. And for those of you who don't know who my mama is, she's been on this show before. And if you didn't listen to it, it's actually one of the most listened to shows um, in on our accounts for uh, Inspired Choices and Network, she has, I think, one of the top numbers of listens. I checked it out a while ago, um, and it was about how to, I think it was like inviting the earth into receiving with you. It was really cool. She did a little walkthrough, like meditation with everyone, um, so you could invite the earth into all of your life and receiving. And tonight we're going to be talking about flirting with bodies and we're going to be talking about how some people can be like very natural flirts and some people are very awkward flirts and some people don't even know flirting's happening and some people have a lot of baggage and expectations and assumptions and conclusions with flirting. And we're just like looking at flirting tonight from all perspectives and we're looking at how, you know, how you can actually flirt with bodies to do other things um, because as much as uh, people might not label my mom as a flirt. Uh, if you've ever seen her work on a body, you would know that she actually flirts bodies into more ease. So we got to talking about how um, I feel like mm, my my way of presenting myself in the world is changing and how I'd like to like have it labeled differently. And we're talking about flirting with bodies. So she uh, she said yes to being on the show. Uh, it was random and exciting. So my mom's name is Danella, Danella Hessler. She actually holds a doctorate of natural medicine. She's president of the Mitzvah Technique Association. She's teacher of the Mitzvah Technique as well. She was actually my teacher. Um, she's also, and I wrote this bio for you, mom, so, so there you go. Uh, Danella is an advocate for choice and health and is always striving to find solutions and possibilities to assist not only her clients but everyone she knows. Danella's dedication to a happy, happier, healthier planet has led her to study many things 
including herbs, homeopathy, radionics, and so much more. You can actually find her, and we'll mention this a few times, you can find her at mitzvah.ca, and you can, uh, if you feel like it, writing to her. She probably won't write back to you. She doesn't like emails, but you can write to her at danellahessler at aol.com, and if you pay her enough, she might write back to you. So isn't that cool? So hi, Ma. Welcome to the hi. show. Hi. Thanks. We usually, I usually now, since I've had a, a daughter, we just call her Drama. Hi, Drama. Hi. So, <laughs> drama, Drama. She's on the show and we're talking about flirting with bodies. So, uh, when we were standing in the driveway that day and we were talking about flirting with bodies, you just didn't have like any hesitation to say, yes, I'll be on your show. So, when you like tap into that, what was like, what was kind of the inspiration of, did you feel anything that you thought, oh, I know something about that. You're like, I'm up for the challenge. Or like, what inspired you to say yes to being on this? Um, it's this strange thing. When something is the right thing to do, I just uh, say yes, no matter how strange or unusual or whatever it might be, I just go for it. So I don't have a thought process there, sadly. It probably would have saved me a lot of trouble in life. But... Uh, it's just uh, my mouth opens and opens the word, and I think, whoa, man, <laughs> how did that happen? Now I'm doing something I didn't know I was going to do. Yeah, so flirting with That's bodies. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, flirting with bodies was uh, what was interesting because I don't know when people are flirting with me. Um, if you didn't tell me people were flirting, I'd be, like, oblivious to it, so... About, I know flirting with a body is different than flirting with a person in my world. Yeah, totally different. I agree. So we'll talk about some differences in there because I think there are some different things when people are flirting. Sometimes they have like intention or expectation, maybe like, you know, like men flirting with you. Like the last event my mom and I went to, uh, there was a, a guy who walked up to her and he he would have tried to like, take her home and it was so funny. He just kept on going on and getting in her personal space and like trying to like engage her in conversation. And I was like, wow, that guy was flirting hard with you, mom. And she was like, what? <laughs> that was hardcore. But she didn't even realize it. So it actually um, happens all the time. And I, what I notice, uh, mom, with you is like people, when they're flirting with you, tend to get a little bit um, they almost get like pushy into your space, which is interesting because if people tried to touch you, like try to hug you, you would notice right away, right? But it's like they they get pushy with their their energy of trying to like constantly engage you. So yeah, I, don't know if you've the, I think yeah. the um, yeah the the hugging thing because they come like a vampire into mm-hmm. my space and like with their body. But the flirty thing is more like I don't know what they want, so I I'm confused because I'm at a health fair or an event and this or a grocery store. I don't know. Apparently, in my mind, there's some place that's appropriate for flirting them. I'm not sure where that is, but uh, yeah, the grocery store is always confusing when old men, because I'm old. Apparently, they think I'm going to be interested because we have similar vegetables. Or something. 
That's weird. right. You've got an eggplant. It's like it's um old people emojis. If you put an eggplant in your cart, so nowadays like people just send an emoji to each other on a cell phone and since you don't have a cell phone, guys can't send you an emoji text. They just put an eggplant in their cart and they walk up and down the aisles. See if you're going to put an eggplant in your cart in response and then that's like, wow, we've got a match. Eggplant and eggplant. That's actually the emoji for sex. So that's why guys wow. might be getting confused. Now you know. Now you know See, that that's why I'm, I'm I'm just grocery shopping and they're looking for an eggplant. I got no clue. So, yeah, like flirting with bodies. When I move a body, that's a very different thing to me than, and all I have a conversation with that person while they're having a mitzvah session, unless they fall asleep, which happens. That to me is is more about. <clears throat> letting that person find themselves, which maybe that's what flirting is about. I'm not really sure what flirting is about. It's a very, I think I'm very that. autistic. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't know why people want to hug people. I don't, I don't like, I don't get that. I just don't get it. Like, what is that for? What the hell? <clears throat> I'm in your space. Like, isn't that close enough? But with body work, and that confuses people because they want to give me a hug, <clears throat> God knows why, and then and then when I do body work, they say, yes, but you touched my body. Yes, I did, but I don't need a hug in return for that. It's like that is not my payment. My payment is I did my job. Money, <laughs> um, money works, and I don't need a hug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you, those of you out there who are like trying to make sad stories about my life and my mom not liking hugs, you can all get over yourselves right now. <laughs> it's all good. I've had lots of sources of hugs outside of my mom. Um, it's really funny. Sometimes I do get people going, "Oh, that's so sad." I'm like, "It's really not." When you get to know where a person's coming from, and not everybody shows love and gratitude in the same way. And not everybody flirts with bodies in the same way either. Some people can be super aggressive flirters, you know, in your space, in your physical space, in your energetic space, um, aggressive flirting. Um, uh, only time I've actually seen you really aggressively flirt, Mom. Oh, actually, it's a few times. But with uh, Sandor, the wine guy, you're a total flirt. And... There's been a few other occasions. Sometimes, oh, uh, Dane here, you flirted with him a couple times. But there's been a few times where I've seen you like pull on your full-on flirt, and then it's like it gets pretty cute because stuff just flies out of your mouth. Well, stuff flies out of your mouth always, but stuff that flies out of your mouth is even funnier. Like the last time we went to the wine place, as we were about to leave, my mom gets all suave. I've got to tell this story because it's so fucking cute. So she gets all suave, and she's, like, leaning on the counter, and she pulls out her card, and she says, so you still got that sciatic pain that you used to have? And she's got, like, movement in her body, because she's always got movement in her body that looks like you got a jive going on, because she's got a little Jamaican vibe happening in her body, even though she's not Jamaican in this lifetime. And she pulls out the card, and she's all, like, wiggling it up, and she's like, so, when are you going to call me? (laughs) Basically, like, hey, big boy, what's your problem? Give me a call. And she's so, it's so awesome because what you, it's so it's so sexually intimidating. I don't even think you get it. Like you intimidated the fuck out of him. It was so funny. 
got That's a sore awesome. leg, see? To me, he's got a sore leg. And then he tells us about his sore leg, but he doesn't do anything about it. So, wow, is that flirting? That's I don't so know. Wow. Well, that was your your methods of getting people to show up. Yet sometimes you flirt, which is really funny. And it's even funnier when you don't know you're doing it. I know when I'm flirting with the wine guy because I'm like abrasive about it. But I'm generally like a pretty abrasive uh, flirt anyway. <laughs> so you can't kind of miss it when it's coming out of my mouth. But he uh, he definitely, like there's this definitely like intimidation about <laughs> us when we're both in there. And my mom's like, yeah, you better call us. We could fix that for you, you know. You know, like it's bringing up the everything where when a woman comes across empowered around a man, a man gets so sexually intimidated that he takes it as like threatening. Right. So I wonder how how, you know, I wonder how from their perspective, if they could just lean into like super um sexual women with advances, even if they're advances to get like your hip put back in place so you don't have sciatic pain. I wonder what it would be like for men to allow women to just be like super them super selves that it may be super aggressively present, really what it is is being aggressively present without having to be afraid or intimidated. And for women to allow men to be aggressively present without being intimidated or afraid either i think what happens with flirting is people can come across so intimidating or so present in noticing things about others that it scares the other person away so i'm wondering you know has there ever been like a time in your life that you ever actually noticed somebody flirting with you or was it just like so one of those like 1980s bar scenes and you were like, oh, that guy was so bad. It was so, like, what do you think the worst flirt that you oh. ever noticed was? Okay, the worst one was a Jamaican, uh, Jamaican party in a basement. It was really dark. Um, it, was, uh, it was a summer party. And uh, so, you know, there were scantily clothed people. And it was a, a lot of people in this basement. And... I was going to leave, and out of nowhere came this arm that grabbed me as I was going up the stairs and pulled me over. All I could see was teeth and eyeballs, and this person says to me the dumbest thing I've ever heard. From across the room, you have stabbed my heart. And I said to him, from across the room, your wife is going to stab something else, and I'm going to leave now. Bye-bye. And he 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 said he wasn't married, and I said, you mean that woman you came in with right there isn't your wife? She is your wife. And mm-hmm. he didn't think I noticed that. So, And his wife was definitely, and I looked at her and said, don't worry, he's, he's all yours. <laughs> oh, that's a good so I one. I think that's, that's one of the worst. I think there's a few yeah. more, but uh, yes, yeah, so or the guy who said, wow, today... Today was my special day. I said, wow, what was special about that? He said, today is the day I met my future wife. I said, wow, where is she? He said, I'm talking to her. I said, no, you are incorrect. You are not talking to your future wife. I think I'm going home now. And I left. Oh, that's good times. I, I, I find that uh, people have become even more aggressive recently like 
through like Facebook. I get these like messages from guys and they're so funny. I think I was telling you about one and this <laughs> this guy wrote writes uh you beautiful face, I marry you. I'm like, No, no, I'm married. No, you beautiful, I marry you. I say, No, no, no. Yeah, I sex you. I'm like, No, no, no. My husband says, you know, there's a fee for that and I don't think you can afford it and he's like, Yeah, yeah. I said, and I said, you, and I, so I wrote back in his broken English and I said, I said something like, like, uh, some, something about the money. I was like, you know, you, you much money have, you have, you have money, you money have. And he writes back, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I still don't think that I can marry you, but it gets, it gets crazier, right? Like people are, now, there seems to be no, um, no etiquette around flirting and I think so what's what's going on is now like flirting has become almost derogatory and it's almost become abusive in a way so people are either flirting in a way that's totally abusive or they're flirting in a way that nobody even knows they're flirting or they've avoided it completely but what I do know and when I've seen like when I've seen you work on people, you know, we go to a lot of events and when I was training with you and I would wa- watch you work and I would work with you on people, there there was definitely like this invitation for them to open up, right? And like you were saying, for them to be more of them, right? And so like really flirting with bodies, like if we if we played with that whole idea that maybe bodies like attention, um, it could be interesting because... What if bodies do like attention? And I think we can, we'll explore a little bit about like how do bodies like attention and what are some other ways to invite bodies into having attention without maybe being derogatory or unkind to them. So we'll explore that whole idea after our commercial breaks. You guys are going to hear my new, new commercials. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly, other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com.
This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network or possibly on one of the other 50 platforms that we are on, including iHeartRadio, Speakers, Spotify, Spreaker, Spotify, and so, so many more. I can't even tell you right now off that because it's like it adds on almost daily. It's amazing and so grateful. And there's so many great shows on Inspired Choices Network as well. If you've only listened to mine, there's so many other ones that you might find interesting as well. So do like have a peek and look and a listen to all kinds of shows. And uh, so today I'm actually talking with uh, Drama Drama, who is my mother, who we just refer to as Drama Drama because that's what my um, daughter called her as a little kid. And it's just fun to call her that. So... <laughs> So that's, um, we're speaking with Drama Drama tonight about flirting with bodies. And the just before the last segment was finished, just before the commercial, I was mentioning that I'd like to talk about uh, what are some ways that we can invite people into receiving more with their bodies through either them flirting with their own body. Let's start with that. Like, how are some ways or movements um, that maybe you could describe them that is like for you a flirting with your own body or for you it could be maybe the other words would be like allowing your body to open up more to receive more oh i think there's lots of m- movement that can do any kind of movement right walking backwards great thing because then you're not focused on where you're going you're actually paying attention to where your feet are moving and connecting to the earth and feeling the movement of your body and I think just sometimes laying on the ground and very slowly lifting just just your tailbone off the ground a couple of times is sounds like it's almost nothing but it's really a profound movement and it's really starts to shift a lot of things so for me, it's not the big, swooping, whoop-de-doo movements. It's the very small, intricate things that allow you to feel the connection between all the parts of your body. And when people can recognize that, especially when they're in pain, you can't make big, stupid, swooping, crazy movements. You can only do small things. So to do those small things, to start to unlock all the places where there's things jammed up, locked up, things that have gotten, you know, they've been left for so long because you don't know who to go to or you didn't think anybody could help or you mistakenly went to somebody who said there's nothing you can do about this, you're going to be in pain for the rest of your life, which is one of the bullshit stories I heard. And uh, I knew that was wrong. So I th- I think just doing... Doing small movements, you know, Tai Chi, yoga, but really small, not ever 
where people are pushing themselves past pain because I don't think there's a place past pain except more pain until you learn how to unlock that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree that there's, um, I mean, because you're my teacher for mitzvah, you, and, and I did take classes with Ann Tut as well and um, and had some sessions with other colleagues of yours, but um, one of the things you taught me was that that uh, pelvic curl, and it's it's so subtle, but so amazing. It can be actually one of the strangely like most sensual movements I've ever felt in my body. Um, so maybe maybe just for fun, we'll make some videos in the future to actually show people how to do some of these crazy amazing things. It's also something that's really good to learn in person in a class, and we will be actually uh, collaborating on creating some classes so that we can show people some of these movements and be there with them so that they can know what it feels like so that you're not um, doing it in a way that is overdoing it, overexerting, or doing it in a way that's going to harm your body. So um, definitely look for those in the upcoming future. We will be we're on the in the works of those. Um, the other one I really love, too, and it's so simple, um, is like when you, especially when you're standing and you are walking backwards, if you, you, you'll start to notice that your, you know, your shoulders drop and a whole bunch of your body starts to align. But also, um, the, one of my favorites that you talk about in the Himya Cohen always talks about was getting your head out of your heart's way. And that can be seeming so simple as well. And it creates this amazing posture of confidence. And I love it. I I don't know. I say it to my every client who ever comes in for body work. Um, it's one of my number one things to say. If you can just keep your head out of your heart's way, you're like already so much further along than where you were at. So even just think about that visually in your mind um, or check it out in a mirror. Like look at yourself See where your posture's at. Look at, you know, where's your head in relation to your shoulders in relation to the rest of your body from a side glance. And then just allow your head to kind of go back and see. It might not happen all at once, but just um, watch as your body over time, it'll start to relax into to having your spine aligned and then your head will go out of your heart's way. It's pretty fascinating and it's not something that you force. Your body will gently unravel that. So um, I agree, like some of the most, simple gentlest moves are like the most amazing ways to to uh flirt with a body on on the opposite note um because i think it's good for people to know this like what are some movements that you've seen people do that are that are maybe not so obvious but are actually incredibly harmful for bodies that are like the opposite of flirting with the body Oh, I was just doing one, so I thought about it. Horrible, <laughs> the horrible thing of sitting in front of a a computer with that stupid mouse and putting your hand on that. So now your shoulder is torqued, your back is torqued, and everybody wonders why they have lower back pain. They're sitting in a chair. They're slouching over. They're, they've got their head so far forward. It's a wonder they can breathe. And the other thing I see a lot of people doing when they come into my office is they want lots of pillows because they think mm-hmm. they need. So they got used to having more pillows because they slouch and they slouch and then they slouch when they go to bed. And so they need those pillows because now the neck is so malformed. Torqued. I mean, that can change, yeah. torqued. And, and so I think, too, when people, if if you're not sure if you're doing that, 
if you get somebody to take a picture of you on your stupid cell phone and stand sideways, I hate cell phones. On your stupid cell phone. On your stupid she cell phone. She won't call them a smartphone. You're on your stupid cell phone. <laughs> on your stupid cell phone. So when you see that picture and then you put a ruler or a string up there, you can actually see from your foot up to your head if your head is... Your head should be in the middle of that line, but most people, the head is way off. And so that puts pressure all the way down to your back. So when people wonder, why why do I have back pain? Why do I suddenly have this? You don't suddenly have it. You gradually over time created that, and, and those things can change for some people very quickly. For some people, you know, it depends on how embedded those bad habits are, but that to me yeah there's there's certainly technology is not helping people no in any way in more than one way for sure yeah i was i was also uh while i was asking you that question i was uh, crossing my legs cuz you know that's one of those other habits that gets your body torqued into awkward positions um but as you start to notice that you're doing these things you can undo them so like the number one thing is to start to become aware that you're actually doing it. And that's something that you taught me as well was you just got to start noticing your habits that are, that are actually creating like pain in your body and then undo them. Just start, just start not doing them. And then you can start to do other habits that are going to be more conducive to more ease in your body. So, yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty amazing that, um, you know, that's like a massive part of the population that's sitting there with pain in the body. So what are the chances, like, you know, on a scale of like one to 10, like what do you get for people that how much ease of movement, of embodiment, of joy in life can you have if your body is in pain? Like how much, or torqued, or out of alignment? Yeah. When my body was in pain, which was excruciating, I had sciatic pain. I, my neck was so jammed from a couple of car accidents from drunk drivers hitting my car uh, that I could barely move my neck. So I, if I slept an hour and a half, two hours a night, because the pain, no matter where I moved, would just increase or start from somewhere else. And so... After about the third mitzvah session, I well, the first mitzvah session, I came home and slept, I think, 12 hours. That was the most I had slept probably since you were born. And it was mm-hmm. astounding to me because I, I knew I was tired. And I was 17 then. And you yeah. were 17. So that was, you know, like when the pain goes away, you can actually sleep. When the pain goes away, your brain can start to function and you can... Because there were things I wanted to do in life, but I had so much pain, I would force myself to do it, and then I would pay for that forcing of doing because I wasn't doing those things right either. I wasn't moving the way I could. So I think the great thing about mitzvah is that it takes all your everyday stuff and it puts it into an exercise. So how you sit in a chair, how you get out of bed, how you walk, how you you know, standing and chop veggies, how you open a door, shake somebody's hand, all those are actually exercises, which Mm -hmm. is cool. 
Very cool, because that means your whole life can actually be exercises and they can be retraining uh, techniques to actually get your body to have more ease. So you, cutting um, vegetables with ease, um, and I found that with uh, with the training too, like you become so aware of if you're leaning on one leg more than another, even when you're chopping. And you can become aware of it, and then you can change it if you want or not. It's your choice, right? But it's the cool thing is you become very, very aware of when you're doing that. And you become really aware of when you've sat too long, and you're like, oh, my God, your body is just, like, crying to get up. So, you know, I would, you know, definitely not encourage every single one of you to come out and train with us. (laughs) Train, it sounds so difficult. It's actually not. It's more like... I was thinking of this uh, today, Mom, actually. I was like, when I woke up, I thought, we're actually more like body mentors than anything. Um, we're like training and teaching. It seems like so aggressive, but I think we're more like mentors, right? So um, we could definitely mentor your bodies into being more sensual with movement and life. And the craziest, craziest thing to me is that posture can be so freaking attractive to people that your posture in itself is a flirt. So when I was talking about like pet out of the heart, yeah, right? And because you're walking with like this confidence all the time, right? Uh, Which appears like you appear to have all this confidence because you have such great posture all the time. And my mom's 70, by the way, guys. So, um, and no, she doesn't have any medication and she doesn't have any hip replacements or knee replacements because it's not necessary. Um, so, so that would be so weird. I can't even imagine you as a person with like hip replacement and knee replacements, but <laughs> anyway, so the, that your posture and your movement in itself becomes a sort of an invitation to people seeing you. And being curious about you, right? So I I think that's why a lot of these guys in the grocery store, they find you so attractive because they're like, wow, look at that woman move. Like she's got groove happening there. Plus you have a pretty sweet ass. So they're probably like, look at her ass as she walks. It's pretty awesome. And um, yeah, I mean, we all have a sweet ass in our family, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a generational genetic thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember you talking about that because you wanted to talk to to, uh, girls in our area. If you want to talk a little bit about that, about what you noticed in our area about the posture of uh, some of the young women and and what you thought. um, Do you remember that story about how you were going to talk to them in schools about their posture and confidence? Uh, yeah, and, and then things happened in the school system, so I didn't do that. But yeah. the the girls, yeah, you 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 look at them and they're slouching, and they look like they don't believe in themselves. And the boys are walking around with their pants hanging down. That's so unattractive. And the nobody looks like they believe in themselves at all. They don't have any confidence. Even if they do inwardly, they don't show it outwardly. So they look always like they're on some semi-depression pattern, or they're not—they're not expressing their feelings about themselves through their body. They're—they're they're really hiding in there, and that is not, uh, you know, really conducive to like if you're going to go for a job. 
Every job I ever went for, I got it. Whether I actually wanted the job was a different story, but I got jobs. Wow. I mean, wow. Some of them were weird. <laughs> but uh, but I think because I sat there and I knew I could do the job, and I never doubted that I couldn't do the job, but I think so many people are like, well, maybe I can't really do that. Well, then what'd you write the stupid letter for, and why'd you bother showing up if you thought you couldn't do it? I, I don't know. I get puzzled by strange things that people do. So I would say, yeah, that looking that when people are, you know, you walk around and you look at people, most of them don't look like they believe anything good about themselves. They don't seem to have much confidence. They're slouched. They could have really super expensive clothes on, but it doesn't look good because the way they're standing, the way they're walking, and they're um, just not really looking all that appealing. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting to see the difference with um, postures of confidence and postures of non-confidence and what that invites into people's lives, walking around with the slouched shoulders, feeling and looking like a victim, definitely attracts more victim energy. Um, and we're both familiar with that for sure. But I'm going to put that off until after the break. We'll do a little comparison talk. So we're going to head off to our next commercial break where you guys are going to hear my commercial about sexual magicism. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.milicayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. 
Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenic.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, you sweet and crazy pleasure seekers. You are joining me tonight with my mom, Danella Hessler, and we are talking about flirting with bodies. We're talking also about flirting and different things that are like anti-flirting as well. It's always good to know what's the opposite of flirting and what's the opposite of flirting with your body. And just before break, we were talking a little bit about some things that my mom, Danella, has noticed, uh, especially in this area, about uh, especially teenagers, about their confidence and their posture and what that says to the world. So one of the things um, that I was mentioning, and I'm going to say um about six more times in this show, and then I'm going to stop. I noticed that sometimes I say it and sometimes I don't, and today I was saying it. So one of the things that I mentioned before break was that some people will be walking around um, with the posture of victimhood and what that invites. I can speak from my own experience and in my own life. I am very aware of what that invited into my life. And I'm very aware of what changed with my body and with my life after I started to have a posture of confidence, even as I started to move into it more and to play with that more and then to work with it more. And and I'm wondering too for you, Mom, if you noticed after all your mitzvah training and the changing of posture, did you notice anything about even like your attitude and your drive or your, um, we'll call it like your spirit of, of uh, motivation? Like did anything change for you at all? Like you've always had a drive for sure. Like there's never been a lack of drive, but did it, there was, was there anything that changed about it for you after the movement and flirting with bodies for you? Uh, yeah, I think because I didn't have pain, then the things that I was interested in I could do or this, or there were just more things I was interested in because there's a never-ending supply of things I could be interested in. And I, th- I think that... Well, I read a book uh, after Christmas, which I think you thought I possibly wrote, The Courage to Be Disliked, and I think that Mm -hmm. I started caring less about what other people thought about me, which I never really cared that much anyway, but, you know, we're told we're supposed to, so I I attempted to care about what other people thought, and uh, that wasn't working for me. So I think I I really got to be an expert at that, and and I think that the body work gave me the confidence to do that work. Like as my body changed, it it mattered less and less to me what people, how other people perceived me, or what they thought of me. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat because the more it's it's like the thing where the less you care, the more you're being it, the less you are actually thinking about it. So you're embodying this confidence. So you're not really thinking about, am I good enough? Am I good enough? All the time, putting that vibe out to the world, right? So people normally would pick up the, am I good enough vibe? And then they're like, I don't know, is she good enough? But then you're just walking and being it. And the body work definitely gives that. And then sometimes changing that mindset and the energy that's going out will also change that. And it 
can dramatically change your life. Like I've watched you go from like being student of mitzvah. Um, and when you first started your business where you were like starving artists, right? Like when people talk about starving artists, I don't think they've quite seen starving artists the way you were living it. And to go to where your life and your business is prolific. So even in the early days, you know, as you were like playing and you were just graduating mitzvah too, like you can see a difference in the confidence and the movement. Like I could see that in you and, and so how do you, how do you perceive like those changes over time? Um, what do you notice? What did you notice was maybe the biggest shift for you when it came to, in terms of like receiving bodies or others' bodies as well as your own? Like what was the biggest shift? Um, I well, probably the day I took Hissy Foot, because when I moved here, I didn't really, uh, like, it's in the middle of nowhere, nobody knew me. I was considered to be a witch, and um, that created some problems. And the, um, the few people who came to me was not enough to live on. If I had two people a week and I was making $50, that just barely paid my bills at the time. And so for a long time I ate dandelion greens because I had no money. So I I think at some point I took a hissy fit with the universe and I I just took a, a flying freaking fit out in the snow and then everything changed. And people started coming and I just had more and more ideas about how to how to get people. Like I went to things like dog sled races. I didn't I made my own health fairs because there wasn't one. So if there was something I wanted and it wasn't there, I made it happen. So when people say, well, there's no health fair out here, well, then make it happen. If there isn't something in your area and you want it, make it happen. Do it yourself. And if you stand there and say, well, that's too much work, then you didn't want it that bad. True story. (laughs) So... So like the difference from going from you could have you could sit there and be the poor me, you can have that attitude of victimhood, or you can make the demand. And the same goes in bodies. You can be the victim of pain, or you can make the demand. This is going to change, and that's that's just like a statement in life, right? So make the demand of yourself, make the demand of the universe to have your back, or to show you how it's having your back, because universe is always having our backs. We just don't even notice it sometimes. So you can make the demand of show me how you're having my back. Show me because I'm not seeing it. So show me. And I think so many people forget to just ask to even be shown that. And you definitely in your hissy fit asked to be shown that because your life, like I remember you telling the story before that in that moment of having your hissy fit, you had like four phone calls come through that day, which was like more than you'd had all month for clients, right? Yep. something shifted in that moment and then after that everything everything just expanded and i think some of us have been taught like like knock it off like knock off knock it off you're dry. i mean hell your kid starts to yell you just want to tell them to knock it off right i'm sure you probably told me a hundred times to knock it off in my life but sometimes those hissy fits actually change something right and so even like with your kids or whatever, Ziva will have hissy fits, but she often goes outside and goes for a bike ride and comes home a different person. So um, 
those we didn't really have those tools when I was little, so I would just have the hissy fit. I was a queen of hissy fits actually, and I'm just maybe I need to get back into them because I haven't had any for a while. But hissy fits can work, and making the demand. So, but what it was, TMM, is you actually knew what you what you really wanted, right? And I think that's yeah. one of the keys. Like some people don't actually know what they want. So when you're going to go have a hissy fit, you got to actually know what you're asking for. Yeah, if you don't ask for it, you don't receive it. If you if you don't, you know, there is that saying, ask and you shall receive, and, and you will. Mm-hmm. And it will not, this is the problem I think most people have is they decide how it's supposed to show up, how is not your business, never was, never will be, how is not your business. That it shows up in a million different ways from how you thought it was going to show up. It showed up and have gratitude and and use all the things that come your way. Don't be choosy. Like sometimes people bring me things and I, I look at these things and I think, wow, that's really strange, but I take it, I'm grateful for it, and I know that somebody may use that gadget or thing or product or maybe I will or maybe it will be something that everybody will use. I mean, there's... there's um, Strange things come my way in a multitude of ways, but if I said no to one thing, then other things might not show up. Do you think you were always that open to things, or did that change a lot as your body had less pain? I think when I was a kid, uh, I think I had that, and then I think it disappeared somewhere after um, abuse and things like that happened. Mm-hmm. So that's when I got to be really not that sure about myself in some ways. So um, that probably, because when I was a kid and I would say things to people like, you know, this and this and this is going to happen, and they would say, oh, you're you're so silly. And then those things would happen because I could see things that would happen in the future or I could see that something was going to occur and people would think I was so silly and then they'd realize that what I had said, you know, maybe a six months or three months down the road was quite accurate. And uh, I think it, it freaked people out. They didn't want to talk about it, but they would realize that that what I had said was true. So I think I, yeah. I always had that. I mean, gen- genetically... We come from many generations of women who had phenomenal abilities. And so, you know, my my mother was freaked out by that, but my grandmother was like, yeah, that's happening. And She fully embodied it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my great-grandmother definitely had that ability. She was phenomenal. I think, I think all my great-grandmothers were phenomenal, and they came from very powerful women who knew that they knew things and they never doubted those things if other people did that was you know they they definitely embodied the courage to be disliked they didn't really give a shit which was cool to watch those women who didn't really care you know what other people think yeah they should have written the subtle art of not giving a fuck they would have been like the first leaders of that by far especially yeah. my great grandma <laughs> She was she was the living, walking truth of the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> she was awesome, um, and um, she's back in our lives. So how cool is that? <laughs> and, um, 
we have about three minutes left. I just wondered if you had an like a takeaway for everybody that they could walk away uh, in their lives right now where they could get a sense of what would be the kindest way that they could be with their own body to flirt with their own body or to flirt with others' bodies. Do you have anything like that you can share? Well, I would ask the question, what would they be willing to do to actually learn things that could be part of their life and their well-being that could change all of that as fast as they wish to change it. And so that would be my question is, do you actually want change or are you just blowing air? Because a lot of people yeah, say blowing they want change, smoke up but they, Yes, <laughs> they say they want change, but they actually want somebody else to do it. So I would say, yeah. you know, decide that, that if you want change, you have to be that change and you have to decide not what that looks like, but that you follow the energy of whatever it takes to make that change happen. Yeah, I love that. So I think so many people out there are probably going, oh, my God, that means I have to, you know, go, like, learn something. You know, sometimes learning is so, it can be so easy and so simple and so joyful for your body. And I think when when you find the thing that is so simple and so easy and joyful for your body, that's when your body is actually flirting you into a future that you would like and information that's coming for you is going to contribute to your life in so many, so many ways. And I found, like, the things that I found the most, both challenging at first to start and then became so integrated and part of my life were um, some of the greatest contributions. Because almost everything that I do now, I had a uh, first response to. It was almost like a knee-jerk reaction of, I don't want this. I knew it was so big. So sometimes if you were getting a knee-jerk response to something, it might not mean that it's bad for you. You might actually be picking up an energy that this thing that you could just maybe learn or invite yourself into choosing is so big that it could change everything that you've ever been looking for. Um, It's sometimes those easy things that don't change that much, but those things that are hard to say yes to at first and then you step into them change absolutely everything. So I want to thank you, Mum, for being on my show, Critty Times. Do listen to the last episode we did together. Um, For everybody who's listening, we're going to have a great show next week. It's going to be about eliminating shame. Um, I'm going to be talking to my cousin, Natasha, about that because we know lots about that in our family. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.